17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And week two is ahead of us, Cordell. Ravens travel to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, who, you know, we talked about the Ravens not necessarily playing well on offense, but the Bengals look really bad. Uh, Joe Burrow under 100 yards passing, and they only scored three total points as they lose to the Bengals in week one. So let's start with the Ravens offense against this Bengals defense. Uh, this Bengals defense up front is really good. And, you know, um, they have guys on, on both levels, that linebacker and defensive front, that, you know, you have to attest for, um, which is going to be a test for this Ravens offensive line, who is not going to have Ronnie Stanley, not going to have Tyler Lindenbaum, as we more than likely see Mustafa at center and McCarry at left tackle. So, we saw what the Texans did last week, and that was with the starters. And then now you're going into Cincinnati, who's probably reeling right now on defense because of the loss to the Browns. Um, so when you look at this matchup, what do you think is best suited for the Ravens to do against this ravenous defense? Ravenous defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it doesn't really matter who they play. You got to win the battle in the trenches. And that's usually where the Ravens do win. Um offensively or defensively and since we're talking offensively they they weren't able to do that last week and I think that's why you saw the offense off rhythm you saw Lamar looking flustered you just saw an offense that really wasn't in sync week one and I think it started up front and like you said the injuries to Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Lindebaum is not going to help their case um, I thought the Bengals, albeit they got demolished uh, last week against the Cleveland Browns, I thought their defensive line played pretty well um, in terms of pass rush run game. Nick Chubb ran all over them. Yeah, that's, so that's a look. Good. Hopefully, that's that's something that you can get from Gus exactly. coming on Sunday. Yeah, or, or justice. You know, what kind of remains to be seen. Who will be the the guy back there? I wouldn't be surprised if there's a split backfield and both of those guys end up with something between eight to twelve carries in the game. I, I think that they're both they'll both be used. Um, and then you also have to account for Lamar taking up a couple of carries as well. So. That's going to be the number one thing for me. Can the Ravens run the ball without J.K. Dobbins back there? Historically, they've been able to, yeah. but it's a different offense. Um, Justice yeah. Hills look good in the summer. I, I have a lot of confidence in Justice Hill. Gus Edwards looked good on Sunday to me. Um, so I think that they can run the football. It's the passing game. Can the passing game get in sync? And if Mark yeah. Andrews is going to play, I think that that'll bode well for, for them obviously being able to pass the ball more efficiently. I don't know if Zay Flowers is going to get the same amount of uh, attention as he did in week Particularly one. Particularly if Andrews is back, right? right. You got to exactly. assume that exactly. you know, his, his workload is going to uh, decimate just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, and then look, I, I don't expect Odell to not get his first catch until the second half this week. I just – I, I think the Ravens have the benefit of really not showing much of anything last week in that week one game. Um, and I, I just 
don't feel like the Bengals have a true scouting report on what this offense is truly going to look like. Yeah, they know the personnel. They know some of the guys already on the team. But I think in terms of what the Ravens really want to do offensively, I don't I can't sit here and say that I think we really got to see what this offense is going to look like last week. And that could be an advantage for the Ravens. Absolutely. I mean, it's only one week, right? They're not going to put all their cards on the table for one game when there's 16 more opponents. Uh, well, you know, three of them I get you. twice, but you right. get my point. You got 16 right. more weeks, 16 more weeks that I should have said that you have to go. I just wanted to bring up what you said in terms of what the Browns did last weekend about Nick Chubb. He had 18 rushes for 106 yards, which was nearly six yards to carry. And then Deshaun Watson, obviously, um, scrambled as well and had nine yards to carry five rushes for um, 45 yards. So that bodes well in them in terms of like Lamar being able to use his legs and then hopefully the running game can, can get some type of rhythm going as well. Maybe using um, Pat Ricard and some, and some, of course, some extra run blocking situations to help with the offensive lines, um, the changes that they have to make this week. So um, I definitely think that the biggest the biggest concern, I think you got to say, is the pass protection and what it's going to be. Um, I definitely think that this t- this defense of the Bengals, they're young on the back end. Um, they do have a cornerback that they really like, and then I, they drafted. But, you know, losing Bates and, and, and losing the other um, safety that you had, you, you have to make up for that. And I think that there are going to be some growing pains until they do. And I think that they are going to rely on their front seven to help them out on the back end, which makes the most sense. Right. Um, so what does that mean for the Ravens? What are you what are you ready to do? Um, are you going to continue to do more two tight end sets that we saw in the second half of the game against Houston? Or are you just going to go out and say, no, what we're going to do is test them with three wides on a regular basis. And if it don't work, it don't work. But we're going to try that first. And, you know, if it sticks to the wall, then, hey, we got some success. If not, we'll change it. So that's the part that that is, I think, is interesting. I think that if if what we believe that you can run on the Bengals, play action probably works best in this situation, right? I definitely think you do have to commit to the run um, in some sorts because you see that there was some success done last week. And while the Ravens don't have a Nick Chubb per se, Gus Edwards has done a good job you know, at running back um, with, you know, his average being over five yards a carry. So I do think that you have to stick to the run game. And I do think that, you know, play action probably is your best suit in that regard. But uh, it's definitely something that we'll, we'll, we'll be watching because they didn't play well last week. Despite scoring, you know, 25 points, the Ravens didn't play well. All across the board. Yes, I can, I can sit here and tell you Lamar struggled, but I can also sit here and tell you the offensive line struggled. I can also sit here and say that Odell at times just could not shake his guy. So there are definitely things that they're going to be, you know, continuously working on. And unfortunately for them, it's going to be against uh, a division opponent. But the good thing about that is that there's some things that you can take from last week's game that the Bengals had and hopefully use that to your advantage. Yeah, I mean, and look, I, I mean, I, I thought, Last week was kind of an, a, a bad day for both sides, I think. I mean, yeah, the Ravens ended up winning, but I, I, I thought both teams, if you obviously the Bengals, it shows in the scoreboard how bad they played. Yeah. Uh, and for the Ravens, it wasn't necessarily the case. But I think both teams felt like they can play better sure. than they did last week. Um, and, and in terms of the Bengals, they're – 
just still looking at their defense. We both have questions about their secondary uh, this year. And and, and last week I I thought their secondary played well, but I am also taking it to the account that, you know, it was a rainy day. It looked like, I mean, Joe Burrow was clearly off uh, in that game, but albeit the Bengals did a pretty, uh, not the Bengals, the Browns did a good job of getting to Joe Burrow last week. Um, but it, that, that secondary, I, that, that Bengals secondary, I think we, the Ravens can test them. And especially yeah. if Mark Andrews is on the field, I think that helps a lot. Yes. Um, uh, so we'll see what happens. I know they'll probably on some third down situations, probably have like safety Dax Hill come down in the box. And I just feel like any one-on-one situation with Mark Andrews is kind of advantage Ravens. Mismatch um, all day. So I, I do want to see if the Ravens can get to their have that spread look play to their benefit this week in the past game. Um, but that's going to take Lamar having to get the ball out of his hands quick. And can he be on schedule? Can he be an on-time passer? That's the thing everybody wants to know about Lamar as a passer. It's not the question of can he throw the ball, um, but it's more so can he be a rhythm thrower? He likes to hold the ball. He likes to extend plays. Can he be an on-time passer? I don't know, um, but I do feel like that's what they want him to do in this offense. And if he can, maybe then we'll start to see the offense that everybody wants to see. But that's the big question I have. Can Lamar be an on-time passer this week? Well, we'll find out soon enough. Um, you know, they, this is going to be um, just as much, or if not more, challenging uh, for the Ravens on the defensive uh, side of the ball. Well, for, from an offensive perspective against the defense, you know, they under, I don't want to say they as the Ravens. I'm going to say they as media and people in general, I think, underestimated the Houston Texans because you really don't know with the Houston Texans. What we do know is the Cincinnati Bengals, and we know that. Um, how they match up against the Ravens. For the most part, they have a lot of the guys that were the nucleus of guys that were there um, outside of the secondary. So we'll definitely see how they respond to a lackluster performance uh, from week one. Let's switch it to the defensive side of the ball, Cordell. And, you know, this is a defense that played extremely well. And I I don't want to take away from them the fact that it was the Houston Texans, but I do have to acknowledge that it was the Houston Texans, right, who was missing some offensive linemen in their game um, and who just is dealing with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach, which John Harbaugh is extremely successful against. And so – that defense definitely played lights out on every level. You can look every level. Uh, there was a guy that made some def- some plays. And uh, my favorite thing about this whole situation has been just Roquan Smith. He has really, I mean, he was already a great player prior to coming to Baltimore, but what he has done to this defense in such a short period of time has just been phenomenal. And I love the fact that like there's video of him um, doing, um, you know, making tackles. And, and while he's doing the tackles, he's like, I love this. And then he's also talking about, you know, he was asked obviously about the, about this weekend's matchup because there was a lot of complaining last year from the Bengals about Roquan playing, you know, after the whistle. And he said, I'm just going to continue to do that. That's who I am. And that's what I do. And if they don't like it, 
too bad, so sad. Um, that's me paraphrasing, of course, but that's essentially what he said, right? So it just really, this defense just really feels different. And yes, I'll credit Mike McDonald, but it feels like this defense on each level has hitters now. You know, uh, from away, the way that he played in Ajabo as well with the strip sack. Then you got Queen and Roquan uh, playing the way that they do. And then you had guys like Darius Washington and even Brandon Stevens out there hitting, you know, in the secondary. It just feels like that now the, the Ravens got some hitters. And then now you're in a position where you got hitters and then Mike McDonald is able to kind of do things differently. Yeah, I mean, Mike McDonald does a great job of finding ways to get pressure by sending four. He is, he will still blitz, um, but he wants to kind of let those four guys be the ones to get the pressure on the quarterback. And every now and then you may see Patrick Queen or Roquan or Kyle Hamilton or Ardarius Washington uh, come come blitzing in. Um, but it's obvious that Mike McDonald, since he's been here in Baltimore, what, just last year, the three games they played against the Bengals, he gave the, that Bengals offense fits. I mean, whatever his game plan has been against them has at least bottled them enough to give the team a chance. And you think back to those last two games of the season, the Week 18 game and the playoff game, the Ravens were playing so shorthanded, very shorthanded, and the defense gave them a chance. It gave them a chance. They didn't allow Jamar Chase to go crazy. They didn't allow Joe Burrow to really kind of sit back there and have all day. Um, so I, I do think that they are going to have a game plan that is going that the Bengals are going to have to uh, prepare for. Now, I'll say this. I think that this could be – we'll really see how these injuries in the secondary are going to impact this Ravens defense this week when they're, you know, going up against Samaya paying one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrible timing to not have your best corner, terrible timing to not have Marcus Williams back there as kind of, you know, roaming in the center field. So um, it's imperative that that pass rush that did get five sacks last week um, they're going to have to get to Joe Burrow, and they don't necessarily have to sack him five times, but you do have to get him off his spot. You do have to make it so that he can't just sit because they want to get the ball out of his hands fast. We know that. And you you can't allow him to be on time. You know, you, that's not what you want because then you'll get him getting the ball to chase quickly. And Jamar Chase is very dangerous after the catch, as Ravens fans know very well. Um, so it, it's, I, I'm excited to see what this matchup holds. Can Brandon Stevens go out there and have another solid day? He'll he's going up against better competition this week, whether it'll, whether it'll be Jamar Chase or T Higgins, whichever one he's lined up against, he's going to have his hands full. Um, and, and same goes for Ronald Darby as well, who I thought played pretty well, yes, last, thank you. especially in the run game. So, um, this defense will get a test. I mean, I know they got the five sacks last week, and, I, and I've been all along saying that I think that the pass rush is going to be fine. I, I still think it's going to be pass rush by committee. If you're looking for one guy to be some double-digit sack guy, that may not be the case on this Ravens yeah. team. That's just the reality. That may not be the case, but they are still a unit that can – for, get pressure on a quarterback, force qu- quarterbacks to be uncomfortable, and they've done about as good as anybody in the league uh, has done on Joe Burrow at making him feel uncomfortable over the last year. 
Joe Burrow actually struggles against the AFC North generally. So that's just not mm-hmm. something, you know, um, he doesn't really do. Uh, and I'm talking about like particularly last year, um, he didn't have a lot of like the, I think the Ravens plan was to make sure everybody was in front of them. So his deep passes just weren't really there. Um, and he had to do short and intermediate passes. I think that it's, we have to acknowledge Joe Burrow's injury um, that he sustained in training camp um, because it's important. And I say that because um, I know we're talking about the Aaron Rodgers injury, but remember the same thing happened. Aaron Rodgers had a calf strain that, and, and KD Kevin Durant mm-hmm. had a similar injury, right? Where they both had calf strains. Then they turned around, came back and played reaggravated those injuries and then had an Achilles. This is not me suggesting that, Joe Burrow is on the brink of, of tearing an Achilles. I, I don't want anyone to think that that's what I'm saying. But what I'm my my point is is that it is very possible that Joe Burrow prematurely started a game and probably should have waited a couple of weeks. He, you know, we had we meaning myself and Glenn, we had Tony Pike who covers the Bengals on um, the radio show. And one of the things that he said he just that was really stood out to him was how uncomfortable he looked the entire time in the pocket. And that's because he's not 100% healthy. And I think that that's something that the Ravens know that they're going to consider. And I think that they're going to their job or their plan is to take full advantage of that. Um, I, I think that Burrow as mobile as he we've seen him be, I think that it's a very good possibility that he might not be uh, as mobile. I mean, in the Cleveland game, he, he wasn't mobile, you know, he wasn't really able to do so much, you know, that's one of the things that Burrow does best, which is kind of extends the play, right. You know, able to move around, wait till his guys get open and that's what he's been able to do. But now he's dealing with this injury that, Honestly, the, he really can't afford to re-aggravate it. He, he just can't, right? So um, I think that the Ravens are aware of that. And I think it might be feasting season. I mean, I, I wouldn't su- be surprised if they throw the kitchen sink at Joe Burrow because they know that his movement is somewhat limited, right? And then they're going to figure out how limited that's going to be by throwing everything at them. So I definitely think that that's something um, in their favor. And to add to your point, um, Ronald Darby, I definitely thought played well. I mean, that's Ronald Darby was a guy that had he not gotten injured last year, he had torn his um, ACL. I think that he would have been one of the first people uh, off the market in free agency anyway, um, because his, his level of play to me is, is at, a, at a level that the Ravens like. Um, so I definitely expect them to continue that trend and to really just put pressure on the, the Bengals uh, front to go at Joe Burrow and, and hold up their, uh, their end of the bargain, which is not easy, but it, no. can be done. it can be done. Yeah, it could definitely be done. And look, it's a, it's a division game. So anything can happen. Um, and I definitely agree with you on Burrow, not looking comfortable. I mean, the rain, the, the, the conditions didn't help, especially with him dealing with that calf strain that it, it already naturally limits mobility. Yep. Uh, when you get that type of weather conditions, but you combine that with a calf injury, it definitely doesn't help. But to see Burrow only have 82 passing yards, I mean, that that's kind of a sign. I, I get that the Browns' defense is ferocious. They've got the pass rushers. They've got some physical corners they, do. Uh, they can use. But, I mean, it, we haven't seen Joe Burrow look as bad as he looked last week. It's been a while. It's been a while. So I, I do think that there's something there. And 
The thing with Burrow, you do have to be careful blitzing him, not to say that the Ravens shouldn't blitz him, because I agree you do need to test his mobility and see what can happen if he does try to, you know, evade the pressure or something like that. But that's kind of, at times, that can kind of be, you know, going right to what they want you to do, you know, because he wants to get the ball out of his hands fast anyway. So if you're going to bless him, I always think back to that clip from last year where Joe Burrow was mic'd up talking about, uh, you can't cover zero me. You you can't cover zero me. And he, and he is, it's true. The dude, the dude will rip defenses apart, but I, I do think the Ravens, look, they're not going to sit back there and let the dude just carve them up. Right. They're, they're, they're going to, uh, be aggressive at times. That's the good thing about Mike McDonald. He's not winked to the point to where he's aggressive to where it's going to kill you. Yeah. Um, he will do it uh, within reason and keep you on your toes just enough. So look, like I said, he's had a, he's Mike McDonald has had a lot of success uh, last year against Joe Burrow led offenses. So um, I'm expecting the same on set on Sunday. I think it's going to be a tough battle. Uh, the Bengals are going to get theirs at times. It's their home opener. I expect the weather conditions to be better than it was last week in Cleveland. Um, so I do think they're going to have their moments. But can this Ravens defense at least limit the big plays? Because that's really what it all boils down to. Can you limit the big plays? And can you win the turnover battle? We'll see if they can. Absolutely. All right, Cordell. So this is the part. Prediction time. First of all, before we get to the prediction, what do you believe are keys to the Ravens' success on Sunday? Yeah, winning the trenches is number one on both sides of the ball, and that really can be universal for every football game you play. Um, But very important for the Ravens, considering what's going on with their offensive line right now, especially last week. And even if you look at defensively, last week the Bengals didn't do a lot of good, but Joe Mixon was one of their few bright spots on the offensive side of the ball. So you don't want them to be able to get to the point to where the run game is effective, and now you got to worry about play action. So you got to stop the run first on the defensive side of the ball. I would also say the other key to the victory is for Lamar to get comfortable early. Get him comfortable early. Let him get some passes, some quick passes to his guy, Mark Andrews. Let him get some to Odell Beckham so Beckham can kind of feel involved early. Um, I'm not saying Zay Flowers. I don't want Zay Flowers involved because I do. It's a lot of mouths to feed, but I feel like they can make it happen. It's just going to be a balanced attack, but I do think they have to get more guys involved this week. Beckham being one of them and Mark Andrews, if he is on the field has to be another one um, to help Lamar out and get him in a rhythm early, because I do think there will be lanes for Lamar to run in this game. There always are, but I think there really will be in this game. Um, So it's imperative that Lamar, A, he's taking those lanes that he's seeing. He's not sitting there trying to, show everybody how great of a pocket passer he is. I hope he's just kind of going with the flow. And if he sees a crease, he takes it. Um, Defensively, I would say the key is to stop Jamar Chase. I mean, it it really is that simple. I, I, I could say shut down the receivers and all that. I've already said limit the big plays, but you have to try to take away Jamar Chase as best as possible. They did a really good job of that last year in that first game against the Bengals. Jamar Chase was pretty much an 
a no show in that game. The Ravens completely took him away by doing what you said earlier. They they limit the the down the field throws. They didn't let them get anything over the top. They kept everything in front of them, and they did a great job at open field tackling. That's the last key. Open field tackling is going to be key because these receivers are looking for they're hunting the big play after the catch. They're no different than the Ravens receivers. That the play doesn't end once they catch the ball. That that for them the play is just starting. So got to tackle in the open field and you have to limit the big plays. Um, I think you, you've covered a lot of bases, so I really don't have a ton to add to that. Um, for me, my keys to the game are going to be get Mark Andrews involved early and often. Um, I don't know anybody on that in that secondary um, that can cover Mark Andrews, get him in the slot, whatever it is that you need to do, get him um involved even if you're using him as a decoy get him involved um because that's good because everybody is uh, for the most part these teams are fearful of letting mark andrews go off they know what type of player that he is so um adding to the fear i think is is a good good thing to do on the defensive side it's simply just don't allow the Bengals to get behind you if they can allow them to play in front of them and not behind them I think that that's winning the battle and that's something that they've been good at um when they had when they're healthy I think we have to acknowledge when they're healthy that's something they've been good at particularly last year they they did a really good job of that so I definitely think that if this defense can allow um the pressure from the front to, to do its job, but but making sure that these guys don't run past them in case he is able to get out and make a play, then I think that that's beneficial for them as well, it, you know, negating the, the big plays um, and try to keep them honest. So that part will be interesting. So, I, But I agree with everything else that you said. With that said, dun, 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 dun. Right. <laughs> Prediction time. How do you think this game will go for now? Go ahead and give it to me. Well, the Bengals are three and a half point favorites at home. They're at home. Okay. Um, no surprise there. Uh, and you may even be able to catch them at two and a half now. I believe the spread may have gone down. But uh, I, 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 I've said all along, I think that they're going to split the series. Um I do think the Ravens have a tr- tough stretch here coming up. Three division games, all three on the road in your first five games of the season that added key injuries now after the first week. I, I think that this will be a tough one for the Ravens. I think the Bengals end up winning this game 27 to 20. I am going to go on to the other side. I am not really confident in Joe Burrow's abilities right now to from a leg standpoint. Um, and he doesn't look the most comfortable back there, which means that the Ravens, I think, are going to attack Joe Burrow, which would be ideal if you think that somebody's dealing with a lingering injury. So um, I'm, I am going to say this is going to be a close game. Um, I'm going with 21-19 Ravens. That's where I'm going with it. <laughs> so, That's a Ravens-Bengals type of score. Isn't it? Isn't it really, though? Isn't it really? <laughs> it really is. It's a, it really is a Bengals-Ravens type of score. Nobody, look, so, you know, unfortunately for the Ravens, um, Jamar Chase didn't give any um, bulletin board material this week, so I think he learned his lesson by calling the Browns mm-hmm. some elves last week because he got beat by some elves. Well, I think he also knows who to kind of talk that who trash. To play with and who not yeah, to. I don't, exactly. I don't think I don't think he 
you know, wants to give Roquan Smith and, and, and Patrick Queen and all those guys any any type of ammo, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, Go play I, with somebody I, I, else, okay? So, yeah, you already know because Roquan, do, this is what he do. This is who he is. This is what he does. And he is looking for the opportunity for you to say something because he definitely is going to use that. And and, and you really going to be mad at that point about you thinking that he's playing after the whistle because mm-hmm. he already warned you that that's the type of player that he is. And then it might get worse. So uh, expect a little bit of chippiness because that's what this rivalry is, right? It's chippy. Um, so I expect to see more teams, uh, both sides, complaining uh both sides being annoyed about calls that this side is getting yep. this that and the third but um i think that the ravens will utilize the um the issues of joe burrow as well as that secondary um uh, to their advantage and a tight one that is my prediction so hopefully flockers i am right and cordell is wrong that'd be great <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> we'll be back on sunday to talk about the recap of the Ravens win. That's right. I'm going to claim it uh, ahead of time, you know, putting it out in the universe. We'll be back on Sunday to talk Ravens uh, Bengals and about what happened in the game. And we appreciate you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is winning drive. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 